My brothers and sisters, today I'd like to speak about the very important issue of physician-assisted suicide. And uh, this is very relevant because right now, and I don't know exactly the time frame on all of this, but there is yet again another big push in the state legislature to legalize this practice. And uh, it's, it's not good. It's not good, my brothers and sisters. In our gospel today, we hear about the need for us as Christians to let our light shine through our good deeds. And in our first reading from the prophet Isaiah, there is a very nice delineation of what those good deeds might look like and might be. And Isaiah talks very extensively about defending the poor, the uh, afflicted, and the oppressed. And this issue of physician-assisted uh, uh, suicide very much is one about defending the poor, the afflicted, and the oppressed. How so, you might ask? Well, first of all, of course, it's an issue about, well, is that from an individual moral perspective, is it right to actually take your own life? No, it's not, because our own lives do not belong to us in a kind of an absolute sense. They've been given to us. Okay, and I think everybody in the depths of their heart, kind of an existential level, realizes that. We just <laughs> suddenly existed and we didn't choose to exist. All right? Every human being can reflect on their own experience and they realize that. Our very existence, our very lives are given to us from nature, from God, from a higher power. And uh, we have them, as it were, on loan. We're managers, we're stewards. Okay? We're not absolute masters such that, you know, we can take what we really have not given, okay? So that's one way of approaching this. But the other way of approaching this issue of physician-assisted suicide is to look at it from a, a social justice issue. And the people so often who get uh, the butt end of this legislation are the poor and the afflicted, those usually who are afflicted with mental illness. And also the oppressed, those who are oppressed in the sense of being socially isolated without help and support from family and from the community, okay? Uh, I'll start with a little uh, anecdote here. So for the past probably dozen years or more, the state of Oregon has legalized physician-assisted suicide, okay? It was the first to do so. California, I think, might have been the second, but in any event, California, at the time of the story that I'm going to tell, uh, had not legalized it yet. And there was a woman by the name of Brittany Maynard, and uh, she was a young woman, only 29 years old, and she was very pretty, and she had just married a very handsome man, and they were a kind of storybook, newly wedded couple, Okay. And so they were well-to-do financially, they had a lot of social support and social standing, and of course a tragedy strikes, she's diagnosed with terminal brain cancer. Okay, very sad, of course, of course. She wants to opt for physician-assisted suicide. So she travels to Oregon because it's illegal at that point. <clears throat> this is back in about 2014, I believe. It's illegal at that point in California. And uh, she was projected into the limelight of the media, all right? And her story was 
put up everywhere. In fact, I don't know, does, does anybody remember her? Does anybody remember? Some people know yes or no. But at that time, about six years ago, she was a big figure at that time. Okay? And uh, lo and behold, of course, her situation and her story are being promoted through the media by an organization by the name of, and this is very Orwellian, very euphemistic, Compassion and Choices, okay? And so it turns out that this organization is funded by billionaire George Soros, okay? So we've got these individuals in our country who they want to see something happen politically, and they just throw gobs of money at it, and they make it happen, right? Another another issue of the rich oppressing <laughs> the poor and everybody else and getting their way, pushing their weight around. So this guy finances this organization which promotes Brittany Maynard, and they kind of glorify what she's doing. They make it out to be this heroic thing, so forth and so on, okay? Now, she goes and she does this terrible thing to herself in 2016. I'm sorry, 2014, and that sets the ball rolling for California to change its laws, okay? And so California legalizes physician-assisted suicide in 2016. A week after its legalization, story about another young woman, a, a woman by the name of Stephanie Packard, <clears throat> who also is diagnosed with terminal cancer. She is married, she's a mother, and she's got a number of children. It's very sad. She's in her early 30s. Okay. She gets a letter in the mail from her um, insurance company informing her that her chemotherapy is no longer going to be funded. And then shortly after, she's informed by her insurance company that they will assist her in purchasing suicide pills for the low copay of a dollar and 20 cents. Okay? So you understand the situation here. Well, luckily this this story has a little bit of a happy ending because uh, Stephanie had a friend who was a journalist and this journalist said, oh, here's a scoop. And so the journalist calls up the insurance company and wants a statement from them about this and the insurance company goes, mom, and then the next day sends a letter in the mail saying, okay, we'll, we'll finance your chemotherapy. Okay, so that was a little bit of a hat. But you see how money and media pressure, okay, tie into all of this. My brothers and sisters, we've got to be wiser than, than media and money issues, okay? We've got to think morally, and we've got to think in terms of social justice. All right, the fact of the matter is that this image of Brittany Maynard, this young woman, very well supported, okay, has money, this is not the profile of people who opt for physician-assisted suicide. It's just not, okay? And we know this from statistics from Oregon because people have been doing this in Oregon now for a long time, and we know the kinds of people who choose this path. They are female, most of them, talking about 70%, female senior citizens with no living spouse, okay? And they don't have any health insurance or they have kind of weaker, lesser quality, government-funded health insurance, okay? And none of them are tested for mental problems or mental illness. None of them have a referral to, to see a psychologist. That's the people, the majority of the people who are opting in Oregon for physician-assisted suicide, okay? Very, very sad. Also, it's no coincidence that the profile 
of the people who opt, who have been opting for physician-assisted suicide in Oregon match identically those who are most likely to be subject to what we call elder abuse. Okay, you know, there's ch child abuse, but there's also elder abuse. It's a very real phenomenon. People who are subject to elder abuse, the majority of them are female senior citizens, okay, without a living spouse. And uh, they are of lower socioeconomic, you know, status and income, okay? And sometimes they have mental health issues. And there's usually a nephew or a niece or some distant cousin who's manipulating them and taking all their money, so forth and so on, okay? Because they don't have anybody close to them in their life to really advocate for them. It's very, very sad. So I don't think it's too much of a stretch to say that state-sanctioned Physician-assisted suicide is state-sanctioned elder abuse. All right? I don't think it's too much of a stretch to say. Now, turning to our current issue here in New York, this bill that they want to pass, it has new, dozens of points that you can criticize it about. But I'm just going to focus on three, and then I'm going to end with one that's, that's to me, is the kind of kicker of it all. First of all, this act, this bill... And again, you know, very good Orwellian fashion, it's called Medical Aid in Dying Act. Oh, you're dying. Oh, we want to help you. We want to give you aid. Okay. You see, the word games, it really should be called Medical Aid in Killing Act, is what it should be called. Medical Aid in Oppressing the Poor Act. So, one of the things that you can criticize about this bill that wants to be, that they want to pass in our state, first and foremost, what it does is it gives those the right to take their own lives medic with uh, suicide pills if they have a quote-unquote terminal illness. And when you dig into the bill, the definition of a terminal illness is loose enough to include sicknesses that could be treated if you had the money. Okay? So... We're essentially eliminating the poor is what we're doing, okay? Also, second point, there's no mandatory referral of patients to psychologists to see if they're suffering from a mental illness that might be possibly treatable. We don't know the mental state of these people. I'm not saying they all have mental illnesses, but they very well could be. We don't know. It could be depression, okay? It could be suicidal ideation that they're dealing with. How do we treat such people? We give them rights. We have hotlines. We spend tons of money. I personally, counselors, priests, pastors, they counsel people who have these problems. Okay? We try to get them to have hope, to say you've got a temporary problem. Don't do this. It's going to go away. These negative feelings that you have are going to go away. Let me help you. Let me bring you to a hospital, a mental ward unit, whatever it might be. Right? That's how we treat people with mental illnesses who want to take their lives. We don't just say, oh, go for it. Okay? It's terrible. Third point, there is, so again, let me just emphasize, it's not that everybody who opts, we don't know, that's the point. They very well could have mental illnesses, these people who are opting for uh, physician-assisted suicide. Third point, there's no requirement that the patient's family be notified. Okay? So what does that do? That takes people who have no family, have no living spouse to advocate for them, have no one close to them, 
And it's these people who can do this, who can make this choice. And they're free to do it because they don't have anybody in their life to begin with. They don't have any hope. They don't have money to pay for treatments for a particular disease or illness that they have. And they don't have to, they don't have to, um, notify anybody, any loved one. So they're very alone. They're very isolated. And then they opt for this, this terrible choice. My brothers and sisters, you know, God is the judge. And so people who opt for this, there's probably tons of mitigating factors in their life that God will have mercy on them. It's not about them. It's about us. It's about the rest of society. What do we do with people who are poor, who are depressed, who don't have family members who are close to them? Do we put suicide pills in their hands and tell them to get lost? Or do we take care of them? That's the issue. That's the issue. Okay? Now, the kicker of it all at the end of the day is this final point here. The bill requires, now this is just, uh, you know, FYI, if you write down on a death certificate some lie, some false cause of death, that's a serious crime. In this situation... The bill requires that the death certificate not give the actual cause of death, meaning the suicide pills. It requires that the disease the person was struggling with that caused them to take their own lives be written down. Now, that's very convenient because when I'm talking about how all of this legislation really, it, it's, a, it's a tool of oppression for the afflicted and the poor, we know that because we can look at the statistics and the data that have been kept by people in Oregon. Okay? It's very convenient that the people who want this passed in New York are saying, oh no, let's not keep any data on this whatsoever. Okay? So that the voice of the voiceless will not be heard. Okay? And it's all in the name, not of compassion, but it's all in the name of ideology. It's all in the name of a false sense of I'm completely autonomous and I'm not responsible or accountable to anyone or anything greater than me. And that's, that's the greatest truth that we can have as Americans, right? It's ideology sacrificing innocent lives in the name of compassion. Okay? Thank God we've got brains in our head and we have medical technology that we develop good palliative care to help people so that they don't have to go through unnecessary suffering at the end of their lives. This is what we do to take care of one another. We don't kill each other. Okay? My brothers and sisters, this is not good. Not good at all. So one, one thing we can do to be the light of the world, all right, to defend the poor and the oppressed, the afflicted, is we can just simply make our voices known to our governor. All right? And so the Catholics, all, Catholics and Christians all over New York are going to be making their voices known. So what I've got here are, this is something you can put your name down as a petition, basically, to say, we don't want this, okay? I'm a citizen of New York, and I don't want this in New York. And I'll just kind of pass one clipboard on this side and one clipboard on this side. And you can just pass it around, okay? Even during Mass and during the prayers, it's okay. Take some time and fill it out. Okay, if you believe, you know, if you can put your name to that signature in an honesty, I'm not pressuring anybody, but if you can, you know, you read that and you can put your name down, do so, okay? And what we'll do is we'll, we'll 
collect all these signatures, we're going to send them to the Justice and Peace, um, uh, ex- uh, you know, office in uh, Catholic Charities in Wayne County. And then they're going to get together with all the other counties in the Diocese of Rochester and, and, and send these signatures off to our governor. And we can gather, we can gather upwards of 40 or so uh, thousand signatures, all right, which is no small amount. And we can make a real difference. My brothers and sisters, let's pray and let's, let's let our voices known so that the voice of the voiceless can, can have a voice.